0: And Welcome to the new episode of Women in Customer Success podcast, the first women-only podcast where remarkable ladies of customer success share their stories and practical tools to help you succeed and make an impact. I'm Maria Scobe Pile, your host. I'm so excited today to welcome Monica Trivedi, Director of Global Customer Success at Building Engines. And I've been waiting for this conversation for many months since I arranged with Monica that she's coming to podcast. So I'm really so excited for this today. Welcome, Monica.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Maria, for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Monica, it's one of those things. I really
0: feel that I know you since last year in COVID and since some of our clubhouse sessions. It's even weird to think about it now, but I feel that you're my customer success friend whom I have never met face to face, but we speak from time to time. I'm sure that other people feel the same with so many others that they are meeting online, but tell us your story. What is it that we should know about you?
1: Well, I mean, you did say that I am the director of customer success at Building Engines. And so I just actually recently joined that role in September of 2021. So I would say I've hit that four month mark here. But my journey into customer success has really been a little unique. When I first started my career, I was super career focused. I started in financial services right after university. And then took on a role of consulting at a boutique firm after I got my MBA, a really heads down, hard worker, helped my colleagues. And then life sort of threw me a little curveball. And I ended up having twin boys, which put me home (laughs) for a couple of years with them. But deep down, I was always very much career focused. And so I always knew, okay, what can I do? I'm a full-time mom, but I also want to be a full-time career person. And so I went and took some classes on website design, digital social media marketing, and I started consulting small to mid-sized businesses that were going into the cloud space then, like retailers doing digital marketing, trying to get conversion rates. And it was really an exciting time. And I enjoyed every moment of it. I kind of got the best of both worlds. Once my children got a little bit older, someone from Oracle reached out to me for a customer success manager position. I had no idea what that was. I thought it was a customer service rep, and I kind of was thinking, I'm not sure if this is the role I want to take, but Oracle is a great company, so I think let me check it out. And I joined, and I learned really the fundamental of what CS is in the industry. And I would say I never looked back from then. I just sort of have been in CS since then, super obsessed about it. I love everything about it and love to talk about it. And being
0: really growing your career in customer success while having your twin boys, for me, that's a wonderful and interesting topic because I want to find out more about how you do it. How do you balance it all together? How does it look like being a mom in tech today in 2022?
1: I always admired my mom. She worked all the time. And although at that time, she would be home usually by five o'clock, whereas sometimes I'm still working. But... I would say in the last couple of years, my children have seen me work, I am on calls all the time. And they see that they see how hard I work. And I think they've appreciated me that much more, because they see how hard I am working. And, you know, I can still be a mom. And yesterday, I was on a call with my team, and I had to help my son set up something. And so I just had to put it on pause. And I think in the world we're in now, it's completely acceptable. I am there for them when they need me, but I'm also there for work when work needs me. So it's a balance. It's not easy.
0: (laughs) I need to admit that's something that I really love about customer success. I guess it's one of those industries or professions that really can give you that flexibility because the way you manage your customers, the way you manage your work, you should be able to manage together with other things in life, especially now when we all are home and working virtual world, it's not nine to five. We can't live in those days yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's really great to see how you are dealing with it. I need to say that in the last two years, as I've been mostly at home anyway, working, my kids have seen me working almost constantly as well, but they are young and they feel that it's their job to work as well by taking phones and just watching cartoons. And that's what they've been constantly (laughs) doing. So there's a little bit of me trying
1: to educate them. That's not exactly what I would like you to spend your childhood on, but never Mm -hmm. mind. That's true. And I do think prioritizing, you said it in customer success, we have to manage so many different things and learning how to prioritize. And I think prioritizing home life and work life and even just what's important, there's sacrifices that we all make. But I agree. I think, I think we would all want our kids off of the phones, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Let's go for it. Well, thank you very much for sharing
0: that. I think it's wonderful to hear voices of many more moms in tech and just advocating for having all of those flexibilities so that we can have pretty decent life with our kids, spending quality time with them, but also allowing the kids to see us working. I think that's incredibly important. And you're setting a very good example for them. Monica. It seems that as you land your first role in customer success until now, you really progressed a lot. What is it that you really enjoy in customer success? And
1: how did you know when to make the right career move? Hmm, Good question. So what I enjoy in customer success, I think that has changed over time. So I would say early on in my career, I was very much focused on helping the customer, doing all those activities that you should do as a customer success manager, as an individual contributor, pulling the right resources, all of that. Now in my career as a director, leading a team, being part of an organization that's really transforming CS, it's all about the impact. What impact does customer success make to the organization? That is really my passion right now. I think we've all been part of all hands calls or town halls where sales presents their newest wins, marketing presents events that they're doing, product presents their newest feature releases. And many times, customer success is not featured. And it's something that I'm pushing for, right, that seat at the table. And in my last role, when I went from sort of an individual contributor to a leadership position, that is one thing that I pushed for. And I kind of developed this model of micro wins. Every day, CSMs are working with customers and they are creating wins for their customers. It doesn't have to be this big health check or big QBR. It's every day we're making impact and moments of delight, I would say, and putting those in a framework where we've shown where the customer was at, where they're struggling, how we approach them, and then the outcome that we made. And that outcome could be an expansion. It could be an increase in usage. It could be a reference ability It could be one of those type of engagements or outcomes. And doing that and sharing that impact is great because other parts of our organization can see what we're doing. So that's sort of one part of it. And then the other part is the quantitative part, right? The data part of it. So the impact is qualitative and quantitative. And those are two main areas that I've been focused on and creating those micro wins, micro moments of impact and getting that seat at the table. So that's one. And then your second question is, when did I know to make the move? I would say, for me, I have switched roles pretty often over my career. But the reason is that I go in, I learn, I absorb, I do make impact, assess what's going on. And then when I feel like I've made that impact, and if I can do the same thing at another organization, and I can make even a bigger impact, then that's where I know I want to go. And so many times I feel like it's a moment of luck, the right opportunity, and just where I am and what I want to do. I would say in the last couple of years, I've been working with a lot of mentors and other women in CS that have grown their careers. And I feel like now I have that sort of target of where I want to go over the next three to five years.
0: I really love how you're focused on impact in your personal career, but also impact that you as a customer success department is having on the whole business, impact that the business has on your customers. I love your illustration on all-hands meetings. It is really a perfect opportunity for everybody within the company to find out not even that much about what customer success does, but about your customers, right? Because there are so many departments who otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to hear it, especially, as you mentioned, when we are hearing about the sales and those great stories... You hear the names of the customers and you know all oh, those top customers or you know top sales performers, you know those information, but you don't know actually what your company does for those customers. How is it changing their businesses? So tell us more, what are those strategies and initiatives that you're putting in place where customer success can be presented with that whole impact that it has within the business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would say in my new role right now, something that I've been doing, you know, it's been a couple of months since I've joined is aligning closely with our sales team and developing those relationships early on. And we're actually doing a joint CS sales kickoff, which had never been done before. And this is where we're going to actually show the impact that we're making as a group to the rest of the sales team and the customer success team. So those initiatives of getting buy-in early on. I think a big part of getting a seat at the table is understanding the challenges of everyone else at that table. So even in my previous leadership role, I would join sales meetings. I would join product meetings. I would join marketing meetings. I want to know what their challenges are, what their goals and targets are. So as a leader, I can then develop some solutions and partnerships with them so we can tackle this together. And You're right, customers' names, being able to identify some of the challenges that they're facing, I can guarantee you that if we show a micro win about one customer that's facing a challenge, there are other customers facing the same challenge. And so we can sort of develop that solution for a particular segment or a particular group of customers that may be facing that. And I think that's the way to work together and collaborate together with other teams at that table. It's like a
0: butterfly effect when you started saying how you're partnering with other departments. It's wonderful because the way you deliver impact to your department, to customer success, is by delivering impact or impacting your customers. But immediately, you're impacting those departments around you as well because you're understanding their goals. You're understanding their challenges You are providing them very often solutions, right? And best practices and your stories that you know from your customers. So you're impacting the wide organization by being intentional on partnering and understanding everybody else's goals and the ways that you can support them in that journey.
1: Absolutely. And I will say that in my career, somebody once said to me, why did you get your MBA if you want to be in customer success? And I said, Because customer success touches every part of the organization. So I consider this as the best career path. And I think everyone in customer success should understand that, that they touch every part of the organization. And so, yes, you're in the perfect position.
0: Absolutely. That's certainly one of the reasons why I love customer success so much. It just gives you opportunity to meet so many other people within organizations and departments and just get to know how they work. I believe that if one day you just feel a bit tired from customer success, there are so many options that you can get just because you've been exposed to so many different jobs and departments already. Absolutely. Monica, it's so lovely to hear you talking so passionately about the impact of customer success. And for the listeners, I know you can't see Monica at the moment, but I can see her eyes shining when she's talking about it. So I want to go even a little deeper. You are in a leadership role, regardless of if someone is intentional or not about it. You are impacting the people who are working very closely to you, to
1: people who report to you. What would you say is your leadership style? I would say my leadership style is definitely servant leadership. I work for my team. And being a leader comes with immense responsibility. I think if you're just stepping into a new leadership role, or even if you've been in one for a while, it requires advocating for your team, rallying your team when you may feel defeated, but not allowing that to affect them. And then allowing them to shine with their strengths and being there to help grow that team. And for me, when I first joined, I did hire a couple of people, but then I had an existing team as well. And one of the first things I did was understand them, who they are, what are their personal and professional goals, and what do they want to do? Because let's face it, we're in this great resignation and Really, anyone could leave at any moment. And for me, it's not a one-stop solution of, okay, if you pay somebody more money or if you give them more flexibility, it's really understanding each individual person on your team, what's important to them, identifying that, and then helping them get there. It's very similar to CS. We're trying to create goals and objectives for our customers. As a team leader, we need to do the same for our team. And Bring them along that journey.
0: Totally. I couldn't agree more. I also have an example of me hiring for my team just a few months ago. I remember that I've been asking those questions at the interview process because I'm interested to know people's career aspirations. I want to know who's coming to my team and who could be the next leader. And it's so wonderful listening to you about the ways that you are working with your team and the impact that you're having on them Tell me, what do you think? What would they
1: say about you as a leader? I do. I ask them all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, good. They definitely consider me as a true advocate for them. What I am doing now is a transformation of our CS team. And as you know, customer success could be anything at any organization. Sometimes it's very reactive and sometimes it's an extension of support. And what I'm trying to do is create a real proactive organization and team and advocating for them. And that's what I've been doing for the last few months. And I think they see that they sometimes call me the I'm fighting the good fight. (laughs) And I love that. And that's exactly what I want to do for them, and help support them along the way. When I actually interviewed for this role, I asked to meet the existing team, I wanted to meet with them, I wanted them to interview me, and I wanted to meet who they would be and what they would like. So I think that's a great thing to do when you're either interviewing for a role, or even if you're interviewing a new member of your team, get your existing team to speak with them.
0: That's absolutely wonderful advice because you want to see who are those people. You want to get to know them early on. And now I wonder because you had some team members when you joined and you're developing your whole team. What would you say is the ideal customer success manager? You know, what are those behaviors and the skillset, the habits that amazing CSMs have?
1: Yes, I would say the positivity. (laughs) We are the ones on calls that are smiling, that are happy, even if customers are upset or angry or frustrated with a specific department. We're the ones that are bringing that positive spin in a realistic way. I think that is really important. To be a CSM, you have to be positive. You're going to be faced with product bugs and support tickets and delays, and you just need to go with that positive attitude. So that's one. The second is resourcefulness being resourceful, being independent. I find that those individuals make the best CSMs. Going out there, developing relationships with other members in the organization, being able to get those answers for our customers. We are not developers, we are not engineers, we are not technical folks typically. So we can't actually go and do those things. But if we can find the answer, provide a timeline and communicate, that is exactly what I want in a CSM, a good CSM, someone that is very resourceful, and relentless, somebody that will push and stay their ground and definitely get that answer. I think it's very easy for a customer to reach out. And we can say we're looking into it. And then people could just sit back. But I want my team to be relentless. And I'm okay with kind of being that team that's bothering other teams. But if we're getting that answer for the customer, I think that's what we want to be able to do. And that's what matters at the end of the day. (laughs) It does.
0: (laughs) Monica, thank you so much for sharing those great advice on the skills and behaviors that a great CSM should exhibit. I wonder what would be your message for inspiring leaders in customer success?
1: For those that are hoping to lead a team, or even maybe not lead a team, but I've been in roles where I've had to influence without authority. And I think the best part is thinking outside of the box. So going back to when I was in my early career, and I was heads down, I think if you are looking to become a leader, you need to pull yourself up out of that, look around at what's happening, and think of ways to improve, whether it's improve process, improve engagement, improve relationships internally with teams that you're working with. I think as a leader, you have to sort of pick yourself up, look around what's happening around you, not stay siloed in your role, and start making that impact, start making those changes. And once you do, you will become regarded as that leader in either product knowledge or process knowledge. And that's what you want to be considered for. And that's how you move up into the next step. And it could be something small basically get my team to think of ways that they could put themselves in leadership positions. And so if our product does a release notes meeting every week, one of my team members goes out and sort of curates that. She took that on herself and shares it with the entire CS team so that they can deliver it to their customers. And I think that's it. It's small moments where you can make an impact to your internal team or external customer that puts you in a leadership position. So I definitely think that's a big thing. And then secondarily, I would say being a leader, it has its challenges, but I think at the end of the day, it really is a human connection, right? So you have a human connection with your team members, with your customers, and with your management as well. I mean, being transparent. I worked with a customer recently who said, sometimes I feel like vendors don't want to give us bad news. And I said to him, I don't really consider it bad news. I consider it the truth. I'm just being honest with you. We can't do this at this time. So I just consider that I'm being honest with you. And I'd rather be honest with you as early as I can be, than drag it on. And so I think that's the whole point, right? We're in the business of humanity. And so let's just try to be transparent and as honest as we can be.
0: Monica, you're giving us an amazing mini masterclass about leadership, how to be an invaluable CSM and how to lead with transparency and how to really create those impacts around you and how to exhibit impact of your teams to other departments within the business. Thank you so much for coming to the show. I would like to ask you the last question and that's, what is a question you wish other people ask you more often?
1: I would say especially in this day and age, instead of Zoom meetings, I wish people would say to me, can we just have a quick phone call so maybe I could go for a walk and have that connection? That's what I want. I want people to ask me that more. And I think I need to put that as something I need to work towards for this year too.
0: Well, that's actually an amazing New Year's resolution. Great advice for everyone. Why not put a time in the calendar for walking meetings? Seriously, we all have done it
1: before (laughs) Zoom. (laughs) Yes, we used to. I mean, I remember when we were in the office, I would just grab a colleague and say, let's go for a walk and let's go grab a coffee and chat. And I feel like we're all in Zoom fatigue. So anyone out there that wants to schedule a meeting with me, feel free to just say, let's do it over the phone. Wonderful. Well, I wish
0: that those people hear this conversation and that they know what to do. Monica, this was such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. Next week, new episode. Subscribe to the podcast and connect with me on LinkedIn so you're up to date with all the new episodes and the content I'm curating for you. Have a great day and talk to you soon.